Well, hey, viewers and uh, listeners, you have joined me, Kevin Stevenson, on I Don't Care with Kevin Stevenson today. Hey, thanks for, for being with us today. Uh, you know, February is Heart Month uh, to uh, recognize what the American Heart Association does in its fight to uh, eradicate heart disease. And my wife, Michelle, and I are incredibly honored to be chairing this year's Go Red for Women event here in Waco, Texas. And so that event's going to be held on Saturday, February the 11th at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got a tailgate theme behind it. And so we're going to have stuff like drum lines and mascots, and you're going to be able to come in and play games, and, you know, like cornhole. We're going to have tailgate type food, healthy food, of course, obviously. But uh, we're just going to have a great time. We've got an 80s band. You know, we've got some wonderful survivor stories. But I'm telling you what I, I got to admit, what I'm most excited about is our keynote speaker is Baylor basketball legend, King McClory. King joins me today. Hey, King, what's happening, man? Man, I'm just blessed to be here, man. Uh, looking forward to this event, and I appreciate you, you know, having me and, and wanting me to do this. Yeah, well, thanks, King. You know, uh, just to let you guys know, and I can't believe not everybody who listens to my podcast is a massive Baylor sports fan like I am, but uh, uh, King McClure was the 36th ranked basketball player coming out of his high school class in 2015 by ESPN. And uh, man, when, when King signed on with Baylor, I remember you know, being incredibly ecstatic about it. I'd followed his high school career. Uh, you know, uh, we, we got a great one. Uh, but hey, King, on June 8th, 2015, your life kind of changed, right? You know, you got some news that uh, you were diagnosed with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And for the rest of this uh, podcast, we're going to call that HCM because I can't say all that. Uh, and, and for those of you who aren't familiar with that, if, if you're as old as I am, you'll remember back in 1990, uh, basketball great Hank Gathers, who played for Loyola Marymount, uh, actually, unfortunately, passed away on the court, and it was due to HCM. But uh, King, tell my folks just a little bit about your journey, and, and you know, uh, kind of you, you had you got some uh, you got some really terrible news up front, and then eventually got some pretty good news, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it all started at our first week of, of college. I mean, we come down as basketball players. We come down. Um, the the first week of summer, so first week of June, because you know we have to get acclimated with it with our teammates, just college campus, college workouts, and everything before the season starts. Uh, so we get down there, uh, and every single player has to uh, get screened for echocardiograms and EKGs. Uh, and my tests happened to come back abnormal. They didn't know what was going on, so they ended up sending it, shopping it around to a few different um, doctors around America. And the first doctor was the Seattle Seahawks doctor. Uh, we flew up there and uh, he basically sat me down and told me, uh, you know, I'm surprised that you haven't died yet. And if you keep playing basketball, you will die. So uh, you, you can no longer do what you love. And it was hard to hear at first. I mean, I'm 18 years old. I've been playing basketball my whole life. That's all I know. Uh, so they always say get a second opinion. So we went to go get a second opinion and we ended up flying to Maryland. And seeing a doctor out there, I mean, he told me the same exact thing the first doctor. Uh, and, you know, that's two opinions now by two highly renowned doctors. And uh, it was just heartbreaking. You know, my, my, my parents, uh, myself, we were people of faith. 
Uh, we just don't. We didn't believe that that, that was what that, that that was the ending. That was the end. The end be it all. Um, and Coach Drew is super persistent as well. Uh, so we got a third. So we ended up going to the Mayo Clinic. Um, and this doctor was probably the top three doctors in the world when it comes to cardiac diseases. Um, and this doctor sat me down and told me there was good news and bad news. He gave me the good news first, and the good news was that I could, uh, which I was extremely grateful and thankful for. Uh, but the bad news was that I had to get a surgery. I had to get a defibrillator, an internal cardiac defibrillator, ICD for sure, and placed inside my body to ensure that if anything were to happen, like if I'm playing and I go into sudden cardiac arrest or I just happen to collapse, like kind of like Hank Gathers did, um, it would save me. And it would basically be there as like a safety net to protect me. Um, so I ended up getting that on July 29th of 2015. Um, I ended up having to get rushed back to playing. I took about like two, three months to finally get back on the court and, and get back to my normal self. You know, I played in the first game on November the 12th. I think I had about, mm, I want to say like 12 points, like a few threes. Like 12 <laughs> Not like for that already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We played against Stephen F. Austin. Because, uh, I mean, it was just one of those moments where you know, I thought it was over for me. Like, I thought I'd never be able to play basketball. And then, like, my first game back after the surgery, you know, it was, like, I remember like it was yesterday. It's a super vivid memory uh, in my in my brain. So, it has a little bit of, to make a, a long story short, uh, that's, the, that's the quick synopsis version. Man, that's, that's incredible. And I'm telling you, you know, I remember seeing you make a lot of tough shots and grab a lot of key rebounds. But I rem really remember how tenacious you were on defense, man. Other teams hated playing against you because you were just dogging them the whole game. So, you know, and, and just let the the folks know you did play all four years here at Baylor. Uh, averaged uh, uh, nine points your senior year, where you were a key part of that great team. Uh, but you know, you started well over half your games, and uh, you know we uh, we had a really really great run then, and that started you know kind of. Kind of led into the uh, to the national championship in 2021 that, that all Baylor fans uh, love to uh, still brag about. But uh, uh, so so you know you're playing ball and you know NBA may you know probably wasn't an option for you. I mean it'd be kind of tough, maybe, but maybe not. But then you get this opportunity with ESPN. How did that happen? And you know tell us about what you're doing now. Yeah, so when I played four years, and it was time for my NBA draft process. I mean, when I declared, every single NBA team basically told me no uh, because of my heart disease, and it, it was tough. Um, because at that moment, at that time, uh, the the research, I mean, they were starting to, they were start, they were on the fence right then, that during that time, they were on the fence about, you know, I right, maybe we should let people with HCM play, maybe we should. Um, but right then, it was more so a no than a yes. Like you fast forward three years later, like Jared Butler has HCM and he was able to get cleared because the research they, research has progressed and the medicine has progressed and you know it's a different. So I I came out. Um, it was no, it was a no. So then I had a lot of overseas offers to go play, and I had a daughter at the time. I still have a daughter. Uh, I have a daughter, and she at the time she was one under a little bit. And for me, I didn't want to leave her for nine months and be in a whole different country. I come back, my daughter's a different person. Just because being a father is extremely important to me and I take pride in it. Because um, I think it's like one of the most important jobs, if not the most important job you'll ever have. Um, so I didn't want to go overseas. I didn't take any of those offers. So I was kind of lost, honestly. 
I mean, it was about season ended in April. This was about August. Um, and I was I was pretty lost. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Uh, I know D- David K, Coach Drew always told me because of my personality, they could see me on TV. But I didn't think that was I, I didn't think that was an option. Um, so basically, Coach Drew made a few phone calls. Um, I, I had made a few connections with people on ESPN uh, through David K because he kind of told them that they watch out for King because King could possibly be doing this one day. And I reached out to them sooner than expected. And they basically introduced me to uh, the head man at ESPN. Uh, we said, we talked on the phone for about 30 minutes, just catching up. I mean, he was familiar with my story because he had covered the game so many times. Um, and he uh, basically told me to send him a reel, like a highlight. And I didn't have one because I've never done anything on TV. So I literally had them have a makeshift reel. I had to go call Coach Drew and say, hey, Coach Drew, can I like do a fake interview? I had to get some of my teammates and do the same thing. Act like I, it was a post-game interview. So we <laughs> did that. Uh, we faked it, did it, sent it to them. They must have liked it or something because they flew me out for an audition. So uh, funny funny story, actually. I, I, I got a call from ESPN about my audition date. And... They called me, and I didn't have my voicemail set up. So they ended up leaving a voicemail. And because it wasn't set up, I didn't get it. And then also, the call didn't show up in my call log. So they gave me around a specific time where the they would give me, they would be giving me a call. So the head guy ended up calling me about three weeks later, and I'm sitting here waiting for this call because I didn't know what happened. And the head guy called me about three weeks later and was like, hey, th- what happened? Did you change your mind? Are you not, you're not interested in coming down? I was like, what are you talking about? And he was basically saying, we, we, we called you and you never like responded. We never heard back from you. And I said, sir, I didn't get a call. I am so sorry. My voicemail is not set up. Please give me another chance. Uh, so they flew me out. They gave me another chance. They flew me And they ended up hiring me. And I ended up being the youngest person that they've ever hired in my life, which was a blessing because we didn't think it was possible. Um, so, I mean, it was honestly all God, to be honest. Man, that's incredible, and, and I got to be honest with you, I, I watch you uh, pretty often uh, on uh, on ESPN. Uh, you called a heck of a game over this weekend. We were talking about it earlier, Kansas State Tech, and and good grief, you know, the Big Twelve is stacked this year. Tech was in the you know number ten, and K State was tied for first, and and, and it went down to the wire. And I, I really thought Tech was going to pull that one out, and, and, but again. Yeah, heck of a call. I love I love how you do games because man, if you've lived it and, and you know these guys, you know what kind of stuff they're going through, and, and it really comes through. So uh, so that's really cool. So again, you know, back to go red. You know, I I just really appreciate the fact that that you're so passionate about about uh, heart disease and you know what it's what it's done in your life. You know the the highs and the lows. Uh, and so, uh, you know, thanks so much for, for being willing to come down to wake up. I know, Hey, anytime anybody leaves wake up, they just want to come back. Right. They probably want to leave. But, uh, but coming back down and, and sharing your story is going to mean a lot to a lot of people. We've got, uh, we've got so many people come to this event. We're really excited about it. And so, you know, uh, the go red for women event yeah, and they're, they're held all across the country. Uh, but what they do is it focuses on women's heart disease because, you know, women are, are, are oftentimes left out of the heart disease discussion uh, because their symptoms are so different than men. I mean, men, you know, will will have chest pain, will have, you know, you know, stuff like that. 
a lot of times when women have heart attacks, they're, they're really no symptoms and that's frightening. And so, so go to red events and uh, really raise funds to uh, provide research into the intricacies of women's uh, hearts and, and also helps to educate women to lead healthy lifestyles and, and to make sure that they're continually getting, you know, getting checked, you know, getting their hearts checked out. And so that's a huge thing. And so, you know, we're, we're just so excited about it. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about the event coming up on uh, Saturday, uh, February the 11th. Uh, we still have a few tables uh, that are available uh, for sponsorship. We'd love for you to do that. Uh, the event is sponsored. The presenting sponsor is Ascension Providence uh, and the signature sponsor is Waco Cardiology Associates. And so again, that is going to be uh, Saturday, September, uh, February the 11th, uh, seven o'clock, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, you can go to the website. It is Waco Go Red, all one word, dot heart dot org. Or if you have any questions or if you're interested in sponsoring a table, uh, you can call uh, Lindy Miller with the Heart Association. She is at 254-421-2827. And, and this year we're doing something a little bit different. Typically in the past, we've just had uh, tables for sponsorship. But this year we've opened it up for people who would like to buy individual tickets. Hey, if you just want to come uh, and, and just enjoy the event, you know, we're going to have some, some uh, pub tables around the venue that, that those folks can sit at. You still, you know, you're still going to get to hear King. You're still going to get to eat. You'll still get to uh, dance uh, and, and take a look at the venue, but uh, you're, you're not, uh, you don't have to buy a full table. And so, uh, you know, with that again, Hey King, we're, we're so excited for you to come back to Waco. Any last thoughts about, you know, about uh, the event or your story or anything like that? I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I think what you said is so key when it comes to women and heart diseases, because I mean, I've never really thought about it from that perspective because I've been a male and you know, I played sports my whole life. And like, all you really yeah. hear about is uh, heart diseases when it comes to men, when it comes to males and how it affects them. And I've, I've never really taken that angle or that heard that perspective um, from about, about women and what they go through. So I think it's key. I mean, I think it's really important because that, that is scary that they have no symptoms and they can it can lead to a heart attack. And, you know, it's important for women to get their hearts checked out and to really take care of their bodies and examine it, especially when I mean, that could be the case. Um, so I mean, I'm excited to do this. I mean, that made me even more fired up to do this because I just didn't I, I didn't I never thought about it like that. So it gave me a new perspective to look at. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing this. Well, and again, we can't be happier that you're coming down. Okay, King, I've got one last thing. Okay. All right, man. I got to know, do you ever work with Holly Rowe? <laughs> yeah. So Holly Rowe is actually um, one of the people that got me into the industry. So uh, when Holly Rowe, to make a, a long story short again, when my, my beginning of my senior year, I went to media day. And David Kay, like backtrack, I did the team interviews. We had so many new guys, like Davion Mitchell, Macy Oteague, Jared Butler, Matthew Meyer. When all those guys came down to campus, I did the interviews like that went out to the to the thing. It's like get to know them. I asked the, I asked the questions, and I didn't need a piece of paper or a script. I just did it off the top of my head. 
And David K looked at me and said, you know, you, you're, you're good. You, you might have a, and that was the first time anybody, anybody. Uh, so David K when it was coming time to come for media day, uh, big 12 media day, I flew out there and we go to the ESPN room and Holly Rowe was there. And David K had mentioned to Holly Rowe that I wanted to, I wanted to do. That. So, uh, David K told her and, Holly Rowe, I'm doing a fast break with her, basically 30 seconds of asking me questions. Um, just basically like silly questions, like, all right, favorite shoe, favorite color, favorite food. And she stops. So we get done. She stops and she looks in the camera and says, he didn't know that uh, he was going to do this, but now it's his turn to give do a fast break with me. Three, two, one, ready, set, go. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did it. He looked at me and was like, wow, King, okay. You're, you 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 have some potential. You might be kind of good at this. So then fast forward about two, three months later, Holly Rowe is doing the Baylor-UConn women's game. And I'm in practice getting ready to get ready. And she pulls me out of practice. She's probably the only person in the world that could do this. Pulls me out of practice and <laughs> basically says, hey, um, you want to shout on me tonight? And I said, sure. I would love to. So I have to hurry up leave practice, go get a suit on and, and go put some clothes on and come right back to shadow her. And she basically gave me a headset. Let me hear uh, the call. Let me hear, let me see the back truck. Basically just taught me the ins and outs of the, of the business. And, and that was huge. That was probably one of the first times I really, I was like, I, I kind of want to do this. So then fast forward, um, this is time for my interview or my interview, my auditioning process. And Holly Rowe is in Oklahoma City. And you know, we, we, we text pretty, pretty frequently. And she was like, Hey, if you want to come to Oklahoma city and like do some work and like mimic a game, like watch her pull up a game online, we can mimic a game and I'll be your play by play and we can just work. And I, I can help teach you a few things. Cause I live in Dallas. So I was like, you know what? I'll make the drive. Holly. I'll make the drive and go out there and, yeah, I would love to. So we did that. She ended up recording some of it and sending it to the head guy. I was like, hey, King is willing to work for, for, for this. And King really wants it. So I think we should we should hire him. And, I mean, she saw that. And she's just been super instrumental in my my growth. Um, she'll watch she'll watch some of the shows I do. And she'll text me and be like, hey, bring more energy. Like, you, you got to bring more energy. Like, and she'll just give me constructive feedback. I mean, she's always real. She's a straight shooter. Um, but I'm forever grateful for her. I mean, she's her 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 heart to, you know, help me when she didn't have to. I mean, she's so loved and goaded in the industry that she didn't have to do that. But she took the time out of her day to help me and get and get to where I am. So I'm I'm forever thankful for her. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I, I got to tell you something. You cannot tell my wife this, and you're going to meet my wife, right? At the, at the- <laughs> But I have I have a massive crush on Holly Rowe. I'm just telling you right now. So so the next time you you got to help me out now. The next time Holly comes to Waco to do a game, I need to meet Holly Rowe. That's all I ask for. Okay. So if you can make that happen, King, you know I call you a Baylor basketball legend. You will elevate to true Baylor legend status if you can introduce Holly Rowe to me. I'm just gonna tell you. That. I, I got you. Your wife might not like it, but listen, man, I love yeah. I got you, Kevin. Okay. Okay, man. You're, King, you're the best. Hey, I tell you what, it's been a lot of fun. Man, I've really enjoyed it. You know, like you said, 
I'm looking even more uh, forward to the event coming up on February the 11th. Let me circle back one more time. Got to push Waco's Go Red event. Remember, Saturday night, February the 11th, Texas Sports Hall of Fame starts at 7. Go to the website, wacogored.heart.org to get your information. And with that, I'm Kevin Stevenson. You've been watching I Don't Care, and we will see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye.